You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibis along with Amy Julian, and we are live here at the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore in Rapid City, South Dakota. It's a beautiful Friday here in the Black Hills. We are well on our way through our two-hour live show today. We're on the top of our second hour, and we have a great interview set up for this one, huh, Amy? We do. We do. I'm so excited because this is the Heal Your Grief Bereavement Support Group, and this is actually one of the ministries that was part of the founding of my office. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah, both Surviving Divorce and Heal Your Group heal your grief were um before we were family life ministries Mm -hmm. we were the office of um, separated divorced and widowed persons and so these two ministries were really the the core and the backbone of what my office eventually became you know so the diocese before we started forming marriages we started healing people you know from um lost marriages whether through death or divorce and so today we have one of our longtime members here george wallace and his sister lillian mcdaniel and george has been part of the heal your grief group for quite a number of years and his sister's going to actually start in with it this year so that's kind of exciting mm-hmm. so george tell us a little bit about yourself well i'm originally from new york and I came to um, Rapid City, South Dakota by way of the, of the U.S. Air Force. I was, uh, I was in the Air Force. I made that a career. And when I was assigned to come to Ellsworth Air Force Base in 1973, that was six months after the flood. And we looked around, my wife and I looked around, and so we said, hmm, this is the world's best-kept secret. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. We the, shout the Black Hills <laughs> and, and everything else like that. So we were here in essence for about two years, and then we had an assignment to Iceland. Oh. And so uh, the Air Force uh, offered me a... Uh, to get a new job in the Air Force with a base of preference. So we decided to come back to Rapid City, and we made it a permanent home. So in essence, I've been a Rapid City resident since 1973, so it's at 48 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, but at any rate, that's that's where it's all. So at any rate, uh, I became involved with the... uh, the, uh, I always call it a Blessed Sacrament uh, bereavement group. So... Uh, the Family Life Ministries Bereavement Group. After my wife died, I had a, a wonderful neighbor. I mean, a great neighbor. And she and my wife were really great friends. They just lived two houses apart, you mm-hmm. see. So after my wife died, this neighbor, her name was Joyce. I should say, is Joyce. I guess she's still alive. <laughs> and so anyway, Joyce came over to me and said that... Uh, we're having a Heal Your Grief session at the Blessed Sacrament Church, and I live just three-quarters of a mile from the church. Oh, wonderful. So anyway, I said, well, I'll decide to go. So I did, and I was really impressed by the, <clears throat> by the sessions, the content of the subject matter. And so I went the eight weeks, and then Janice asked me to come back, and so I basically was a returning member and then a couple of years later let's say my wife died in 09 so i finished that session in 09 i did it in 10 so she asked me to be a facilitator 
mm -hmm. because she says it's um, we only have women who are facilitators and it's always best to get a man's viewpoint regarding grief because no two people grieve alike you see so anyway I agreed and so I kind of developed the subjects based upon my experience my personality and that kind of thing so uh, Janice says uh, how about uh, you one day taking over the program <laughs> so uh, I said well we'll get we'll give it a try but uh, I'm, I'm busy with a host of things so but anyway so I guess uh, I basically am in charge now because D D is now the number one lady because of, of Janice's incapacity mm -hmm. and so <clears throat> she's just encouraging me so I'll I'll take the ball and run with it so Always there you go it. <laughs> uh -huh. How long were you guys married before your wife passed away? 35 years, 9 months, and 7 days. Wow. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> that so. just shows how much love there is, though, yeah. when you can count those minutes and yes, days. Yeah. yeah. And the irony of the matter is, is that uh, I would be hard-pressed to prove to anyone that my wife was ill the last summer that she was on earth she enjoyed her vegetable garden and flower garden and Lillian could attest to that because I've got hollyhocks all over the yard <laughs> and that's my wife's legacy you see nice and so anyway she was so happy with doing what and all that garden work and not once did she ever complain that this hurts that hurts and all, all the way through the alphabet you know and so, but it was 23 November 2008, and it was a Sunday. I was cooking breakfast, and she was making the bed, and I heard a moan and a groan, and I said to myself, boy, that sounds odd. And I went to the bedroom, and there she was prostrated right out on the bed, oh legs dangling on the, on the side of the bed, and I'm thankful that she collapsed on the bed instead of on the floor and knocking her head on a dresser yeah. or some other hard surface, you see. Yeah. And I said, well, thank you, Lord, you know. So at any rate, I uh, put my arm around her and sat her up, and she regained her composure. And we had our uh, breakfast, and I told her, I said, I'm going to take you to the ER. And so I explained to the medics what had happened. So... Um, they ran a series of tests, and they said, George, we got to keep her for at least 72 hours. I came back, and they said, the oncologist wants to talk to you. Oh, oh. So he told me, he says, um, she's got lung cancer. Mm. My follow-on question was, is she metastasized? And the answer was yes. Mm. Oh. So at any rate, that's um, four months and 26 days later, seeing... She moved on to a higher level. Yeah. That's, I mean, and, and thank the Lord she had such an active life up to that point. Oh, My yes, yes. Died of pancreatic cancer, and for like 18 months, she was... Um, she, you know, she she was ill, but they didn't they couldn't find it. You know, mm. and once they found it, it was six weeks until she passed. Um, but she still was very active. You know, and mm. um, and I'm sure you get all kinds of different people coming to the group with different experiences. Oh yes, some sudden, some drawn out. Yes, we do. It's uh, <clears throat> a variety of people. Uh, they come in there with uh, different experiences, and some are family members, mm -hmm. the extended family. And some are close friends, good neighbors, 
if they lived in an area for a, a lengthy time, you know, you bond with your neighbors, and, and then when they die, it's an act of courtesy and compassion that you attend the funeral, you right. see? So that's that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, how long have you been doing this with them? Okay. Ever uh, since she passed away? Yes, uh, I, I was enrolled in September '09. Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been with the program ever since. So twelve so, years. Yes. Well, she's been gone twelve and a half, almost twelve and a half. So, but um, I've been facilitating. I would say uh, at least the better part of ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I truly enjoy it, and because it helps me, and because I I live alone, eat alone, sleep alone, and so the, I don't have any children, grandchildren, or anything like that. So. The loneliness element uh, kind of creeps in like a bug, mm-hmm. and it's insidious. You know? The loneliness. Oh yes, sometimes yes, you yes. Can kind of succumb to it without really realizing just how yeah. badly it's hurting you. Yeah. So uh, by going there and and facilitating and encouraging the people to return, and that's it's uplifting. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So when um, the heal your grief support group that. They're, I'm assuming both men and women come and they come yes. together, they yes. meet together, mm-hmm. they heal together, or they mm-hmm. share their experiences together. That is correct. And that is, I think, a beautiful experience that you're not just stuck in with, with your own mm-hmm. group of friends. Like yeah. you're, you're stepping outside what your normal is mm-hmm. to help you heal that mm-hmm. grief. I think when we get stuck in the, the rut of always maintaining our normal schedule, always maintaining our thing, that it, you forget that. Like you're saying, you know, it creeps in and you don't see Mm -hmm. it there. And Mm -hmm. when you're with different people, people who are going through something very similar Mm -hmm. to what you're going through, it opens the door for the Holy Spirit to heal you in a way that you you didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, emotional support groups are a must. I put it, I use a Latin term, my sine qua non, for those who are grieving. Mm -hmm. Because it's through the emotional support groups that you... You learn about the true meaning of grief because you you talk about your grief to another person, and that person says, "Well, I'm I'm blowed. I experience the same thing too." Mm-hmm. And so it this interaction, it. yeah, this interaction uh, justifies and validates what you have experienced, and and you say to yourself, "Well." At least I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So is it just people that have lost their spouse that can come to the group? No, no, no. Anybody who has um, suffered a loss, whether it be a spouse, son, daughter, grandparents, and extended family, Mm -hmm. cousins, Mm -hmm. aunts, uncles, and... Those kind of people. And it, it, it isn't just people who are lost unexpectedly. It could be those that have oh, you yes. know that it was coming, that you've prepared yeah. for it. Because the grief comes, even no matter how many months yes. or years you have to prepare, the grief you, is still there. You are introducing the concept of what they call anticipatory grief. Mm-hmm. You have people who suffer from dementia, and they're in a hospital mm-hmm. for years. I know one fellow whose wife had it for seven years, and then... She died. So yeah. during that process, that seven-year process, they're going through the grief process. And they say to themselves, oh, gosh, when is this ever going to end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, But with yeah. a thought like that, after the passing, you think about it. 
you go down to the guilt road. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And exactly. So uh, guilt is a powerful enemy, and yeah. it could back you up into the corner of the ropes, the boxing ring, yep. and tear you apart and bring yeah. you down to your knees. And you, but and you can't even defend yourself because you probably didn't even t- look at it as an enemy. That is correct because you didn't realize that you were thinking that mm-hmm. until something happens that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking that and saying that, and yeah. I, I can tell you a, a, a personal thing. I had a, a neighbor whose wife was had dementia, mm. and so I even told him, I said, you know, it's okay to uh, take a deep breath and, yeah. and just say that, uh, boy, I'd be glad when it's over, and, and when she did die, uh, he came over to me. We had a nice little chat. And I told him, I said, it's okay to cry. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's okay to cry. So. Yeah. Well, we need to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk to George about what this support group looks like and some of the weekly topics and, mm-hmm. and some of the, the ins and outs of being part of this support group. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 
Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas, along with a talented, amazing, and phenomenal Amy Julian. She's doing it again. I'm doing it again. <laughs> I have to, I, I only get you every once in a while to host on here. I have to sweet, know. you know, butter you up. I didn't bring you donuts today. I didn't bring your coffee. I didn't. But you brought your sunshiny face. So I, that's all oh, I needed. There, see, and sweet talking words too. <laughs> there you go. To bring you back again. So we are here live at the Mustard Seed in Rapid City. We are talking to George Wallace about the Heal Your Grief Bereavement Support Group. And we are learning a lot about... Who is who can come to the support group and and who, you know what it feels like when when you, that you need support and the guilt that sometimes creeps in there the enemy that tries to destroy you and all that emotional support you need but George what does this group what does it actually look like what do you guys talk about how, how do you help these people well <clears throat> the first the first session is basically an introduction. So we go around the uh, the seating, all the people who are in attendance. We ask them to talk about themselves and their experiences with grief and loss. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, with that being said and done, then we go into um, we have a handout which we call the white elephant. Now a white elephant is a um, is a reference to to an unpleasant or a painful situation or event Mm -hmm. in which you have to deal with whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then it's at that time we introduce the, the phases of grief. Mm -hmm. Right. And we just tell them that uh, grief is a phase during which you process your pain and loss. And it's something that you have to do right. because if you do not do it, if you suppress your grief, it's you're stuck. Yeah, it's it's going to cause you some yeah. serious physical and mental issues. And it becomes that white elephant in the room. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, so you just have to you just have to deal with your grief. And so basically, that's what we do during the during the first mm-hmm. week, and we just let people know that. Um, the best way to comfort those who are grieving the loss of a loved one is to uh, talk about the deceased, mm-hmm. asking to hear something about the deceased's life. Right. So, so now ma- they made a difference. Yes. And many people say, uh, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... Uh, that's uh, in my personal opinion, that's being a little cold. Yeah. Okay. So what you want to do is just say, I'm so sorry to hear that Barbara died. And right. So uh, can you tell me something about Barbara? You want to you comfort the grieving party. So if you ask him, <clears throat> can you tell me something about Barbara? You're giving him the opportunity to recount something of the past. And that's comforting to him. Right. And you as the listener, you should be listening with um, compassion mm-hmm. and right. understanding. Mm-hmm. So, And it doesn't necessarily have a timetable, right? No, 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 no. Grief, grief is actually a, a lifetime thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll tell you, personally, I'm at the 12-year mark, 12-and-a-half-year mark. And the first, the first two years are... 
are strenuous. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. especially the first year because you're in a you are in a state of shock as I was, and I already told you about yeah. uh, my wife. So, how could it be? Why? Mm-hmm. What yeah. did I do to deserve this? This isn't fair. You know, she was out there having fun. Growing and vegetables. So, Lord, why? Why me? Yeah. So, uh, and then there are others whose who's passing might be tragic. Mm-hmm. It could be suicide. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. A, a, I was just yeah. going to say my brother committed suicide 13 years ago. Oh, mercy. The, everything you're saying, yep, that whole why, that whole grief that whole all of it guilt it guilt what what could i have done Mm -hmm. you know all those things so yeah no i i hear you and a support you really do need emotional support because Mm -hmm. you don't get through it without talking about it without processing it so yeah no this is speaking right to what i went through Mm. yeah and just like we were talking about with surviving divorce when People can try to comfort you, but really until you've incurred a loss like this, you just don't Don't understand it. And so just meeting with other people that can reassure you, you're not alone. You know, other people have suffered the same thing and can be a source of comfort. Yeah. And there's a a murder Mm -hmm. or even a... uh, A death due to a drunk driver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know two people like that. So... It, it could be, it's, it's tragic, especially if it's um, <sighs> sudden, yeah, sudden, sudden. Yeah. whereas my wife's situation, it was uh, gradual, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. But, right. uh, so, uh, so you guys have experience dealing with the whole range of experiences that people walk in the door with. Oh, yes, yes. Um, there's car accidents. Um, where there's no one to blame, mm-hmm. but uh, so yes, it's uh, it's a wide range, and I always tell the people that um, <clears throat> you know the a loss is a significant tragic events are a significant emotional event, mm-hmm. and these significant emotional events create within us an emotional meaning that will affect us for life. Yeah. It does. So, um, and then you bring it back to Christ quite often, right? To find. Oh yes, yes. I, uh, I, I invoke scripture because our our sessions are faith based. Mm -hmm. Okay, we open up with a prayer and then we end with a prayer. So yeah, we're faith based, and I try to comfort those. By saying that Psalms thirty four eighteen, the Lord will be close to the brokenhearted, mm-hmm. and the Lord will rescue those who are crushed in spirit. Mm-hmm. So just lift everything up to the mm-hmm. Lord. And then there's another thing where um, people question the, well, why did she or he have to die? And then I just say that uh, in Job chapter four, fourteen verse five, <clears throat> the Lord says that um, their days are determined. And a number of their months are known only unto God, and he's appointed a bounds that no one can pass. Mm-hmm. So your days are numbered, and there's a date on you, and you, and you, and me, and everybody. Yeah. And then I also uh, invoke uh, Ecclesiastes 7 2. It is better to go to a house of mourning than it is to go to a house of feasting, because death, 
Death is the destiny of man, and the living should take that to heart. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and there's 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 a few others, especially when we get into the nitty gritty of, for example, like uh, the feeling or surviving stress and loneliness, and that could be a very very difficult uh, yeah. uh, time and and a grievous life. Because, uh, you know, grief, your emotions are going to go up one day and then they're going to level and perhaps you're going to say to yourself, well, I'm fine. And then suddenly a thought or you might hear something on the radio or the TV and then, boy, you know, it just knocks you down. And so... uh, for example, like in stress and loneliness, I, I define stress as the, it's a psychological state. And it's a, it's a term, stress is a term that's used to define or describe everything psychologically and physically unpleasant. Yeah. So, uh, and how do, you, how do you perceive stress? I tell them you do it through the senses. You can see it, hear it, smell it taste it and feel it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so and also uh, stress is a physical state in which our minds and bodies go into survival mode yep. yeah say mm-hmm. so, so when's our session begin uh, 27 uh, september that's mm-hmm. the last monday in september and okay. we start at six and we run to eight uh, since I'm a military man, I use the 24-hour <laughs> clock, 1800 to um, what? Um, 20. Yeah, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and at Blessed Sacrament. Yes, Blessed Sacrament Church, yeah. and we're going to be downstairs in the basement, and we we're going to be in room 21. Okay. Yeah. So. And you don't have to be Catholic to come to this group, no, right? No, 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 no. Um, yeah, it's faith-based, mm-hmm. and. And there's a week that we talk about spirituality, and that's defined as your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so it makes no difference if you're a Protestant, Baptist, mm-hmm. Methodist. If you suffered a loss or a death in your family and grief is bothering you and you can't seem to, to cope with it, you're welcome to join us. Oh. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, George, for coming today and, and sharing okay. with us and All your right. story and sharing this resource with others in the area, mm-hmm. especially here in the Rapid City area. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk to Tim Henderson and Father Mark Horn about a golf tournament that's coming up. So, so exciting. Stay with us here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 